you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? Welcome to episode number one twelve of the Dave Damashek football program. Available as always on iTunes and at nfl.com/slash/sheck. S H E K. Week fourteen is upon us. As you can hear, it's the footballiest time of the year. December's here. Christmas, the holidays, just about here as well. But it's really the footballiest time of the year. Can't be debated. Let's debate things that matter, though, in Week Fourteen. With our pal seated to my immediate right, as always, from uh, from NFL.com, from NFL Fantasy Live. Look for the like dislike column, depending on when you're listening. It may be up there. As we speak, it's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Sure, sure. What a pleasure to see you again. The pleasure's all on this side of the desk. I bet. Now, listen. Here's what I think. I think this is an exciting week 14. It's interesting in the sense that now we've reached the stage where what the teams are playing for is going to impact the results. What I mean by that is the Redskins win on Monday night. Had they lost that game against the Giants and they're probably realistically not playing for a whole lot. There's not no. there's not a playoff spot re- realistically on the line. This then affects how they're going to show up to play the Ravens and if and if the Redskins win that game where they otherwise might have if they might have been flat because the game didn't mean much, it's obviously going to affect the way the entire AFC playoff shake out in the NFC playoffs. I find that sort of thing fascinating. Certainly the big matchup on Monday night Houston at New England, the Texans win that one. And they essentially salt away the top seed in the AFC. Lose that one, though, it becomes a muddled mess. Who knows what will be if the Patriots lose that one. Who knows who's going to get that bye week, that treasured bye week, and that home game in the second round because of the Broncos. Patriots beat the Broncos head-to-head. Ravens beat the Patriots head-to-head. So much yet to be determined is is what I'm getting at here. Isn't it weird, though, that that game's on Monday night? Like, Remember back in the day, you'd be so excited for a great Monday night match 
matchup, you'd be fired up, you know, like two great teams. And then the next – and now the current NFL, it seems like, oh, you're wasting that one on Monday night. Ah, uh, it's funny you, say, you 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 couch it that way, but that is true. Yeah, you don't generally get God, such I wish dandy this was on games. Sunday or something. I am surprised that what is the oh yeah uh, that uh, NBC with their ability to flex games in mm-hmm. are they able to do that? I guess that's they can't do it with Monday Night Football. Doubt it. Yeah, I get. Yeah, that makes sense because why wouldn't they just steal that game from ESPN? That's a much better game. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be wasted on that. Yeah. All right, let's say hello to uh, to another man here all the way from England joining us now in Studio 66 as he does as often as he possibly can. We delight in his company. It's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. His name is Handsome Hank. He's handsome, he's handsome, he's handsome. Hello, handsome. How are you? I'm very well indeed. Thank you, Dave. How are you? I'm I'm just fine, and I'm ready here for the next uh, little while. Here, I think it's going to be a gay old time. Here, we have Terrence Newman, DB, for the Cincinnati Bengals, right in the mix there for one of those wild card spots in the AFC. Former Cowboy. Guess who's coming to Cincinnati this week? The Dallas Cowboys. So we'll talk to him about that in just a bit. With yes, his handsome. buddy Pac-Man as well. Also oh. going back to Dallas. No, Ooh. well, they're coming. Yeah, well, they're paying I mean, they're, a they're, visit. They're, 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 they're playing, Glad playing hand, the yeah. Cowboys. Yeah. yeah, so that's another dandy game that has massive playoff implications. Handsome, I feel like we didn't get a good answer out of you on this one, or, or, or I cut you off too quickly last week. You went to see on Thanksgiving, on, on our nation's uh, Thanksgiving holiday, you don't acknowledge it, being an Englishman, so you went and saw James Bond. Give a proper review. Good picture, great one. It's, Where's it rank in the in the uh, in the Bond canon? Look, the first the first I don't know ten fifteen minutes are exhilarating. The mm. you know the, they always have the opening scene and then they have the titles. And I I I was so into that that the titles kind of interrupted things for me. I was like, get this out the way. Although they were very entertaining as they always are. The whole movie's very good. It had that kind of um, if you've seen the the latest Batman movie, it has that kind of. Uh, you know, overcoming a darkness in his own heart. Thing. Gritty, gritty, exactly. But or gritty. Um, but uh, the 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 final scene is very exciting. But right at the end, there's a. Well, don't, don't wanna, give anything. I'm away. I'm not giving anything right. away. But the the very final scene. So the you know the the climactic scene with the bad guy and him and the showdown. The, uh, you know, very exciting. And then the final scene's a bit of like, eh, you didn't need that in there. I don't need that. So and often then that's true. Robin. <laughs> oh, you've spoiled it. <laughs> well, to be fair, he becomes Batwing. Is oh, that, sure. I don't. You're, you're more Nightwing. comic booky than Nightwing. Nightwing. Yeah, I'm not as comic booky as you are. Mm-hmm. I, I, I loved him as a as a kid, and I'm not. Uh, I don't mean that to sound like I'm demeaning you. I just have lost track with mm-hmm. what goes on there. Oh, I lost track for a long time until they did the relaunch with the new Fifty Two. I love the idea that you uh, that you mentioned a couple weeks ago. I think that uh, Superman that they've now put him in his his uh, his little vessel or whatever crashes in the soviet union yes so we it's a reimagined right. superman not waving the red white and blue but instead the uh the sickle and hammer yeah. 
Yeah, and I finally finished that one, too. It was amazing. It but is good. It should, they should make a movie out How of it. How can you understand it when he's speaking Russian? <laughs> they uh, translate but it so, so, in answer, you know, do you ever have that thing where you get out of the movies and you, for a while, you feel like the character, you know, you, you have a feeling like you are a spy or a superhero? <laughs> no, no. I've never had that okay. feeling that is, before. That, I've, had that, I've had that feeling since I was a kid. You know, you, you I wish I did. That you get really into. You're like, <laughs> oh, I am. So, well, he's English. So, so my feeling sense. of I was James Bond lasted about sort of two hours afterwards i i you know i sloped around and uh, <laughs> sipped on a martini and stuff like that and then i went to bed and the next morning i was then you realize you like your keys in your car right, exactly that kind of thing well the greatest compliment i, I, I you know it, it uh, michael fabiano our pal uh mentioned the uh, of course the fantasy guru here at the nfl said to me on the stage i said it then i say it again now I'll never hear a better compliment. He said that you're really, he said, Dave, you sort of have a way about you. You sort of have a look that reminds me of Indiana Jones. I swooned. I've never heard it before. I'm sure that Fabiano's out of his mind. But the mere idea that someone, another human being, saw fit to say that, I mean, that's the best you could do. I mean, that's Han Solo we're talking about. That's pretty mean. What are you talking about? I'm sure he's being facetious. No, I mean, listen, Semitic solo, I shall take. <laughs> Our pals of uh, uh, from Bindle Dog fame who animate uh, all the NFLs for us. New one coming up for you. Christmas gift. Ooh, we started off with the Christmas mm. talk here. Christmas gift, the single most requested NFL premise ever is going to be ready for you for the holidays. You'll have that uh, for your eyeballs. What is it? I don't want to talk about it. Or I, I guess, guess that's not that big oh, a let's secret. Blow, let's blow, you're it's not, not, what, what's, what, it's uh, not like a secret right. anyway. It's uh, What do you think it is? Uh, what if Dieter Brock was not the Rams quarterback uh, in the 85 uh, Look at that. Uh, he did it. That stinker. He got the Dieter Brock drop. Good for rank there. Um, yeah, we, we do that on the show if uh, this is your first time listening. I'm sure we won't have to tell Terrence Newman that. For, but for everybody else, uh, <laughs> as a first-time listener, you should you should know that. Who is the best movie character to be, then? If you could be any movie character, is James Bond too easy? Indiana Jones? Solo's pretty good. Solo's up there. Is Solo the coolest of them all? So, I mean, listen. Can you be, can, you can't beat Solo because he's great. He plays by his own rules, and he's still ultimately a good guy. He comes through in the end oh, when yeah. you need him. He just you know he's not gonna I, I he's, wish, yeah. he's not some namby pamby like like uh, like Skywalker. And that's more great news. A programming note from Damashek. Next week, as you as you may or may not know, I go on uh, Adam Carolla's podcast regularly and talk about sports and other hooey and applesauce with him. Um, next week, be on the lookout for this one. This one's a dandy. I'm in studio, and so is Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill. Oh, oh my goodness. Wow. Corolla has no time for the Star Wars trilogy. He's ne- he literally has no idea if he's seen them. That is, a, Have you seen them? Like, <laughs> ah, I, don't know, I think I saw one of them. I got a whiff of nerd, and I get tuned out. Oh, he's not going to have any questions for Mark Hamill. That's going to be Damashek, Skywalker, Magic. That's it. Wow. Very nice. Well, you know what my first – send me questions, too, on the Twitter, at Damashek. What is you your first me. question going to be? Greatest lightsaber fight in history. What's the correct answer? I'll ask you. I'll ask all of you. Black tie, have you seen that? Are you aware of the Star Wars trilogy? We've had this conversation before. I, I know. Seen I like it, to no. ask you. You've not seen it. I, know. I, like to, I like to remind everybody that never you have. have. Well, that's crazy. It's, I think it's, it's a decision of mine. How is that crazy? I just never have It's a decision. decision. Well, well, it's a bad that? decision. It's so what? ridiculous. Based on the fact growing up, I just didn't want to watch it. Like, you but know now what? you are growing you, up. Apparently. Going to jail and injecting crank are bad are decisions too. They're just bad decisions. You understand? According to you, I just haven't seen them. <laughs> I 
that. Black Dot throwing his uh, his good I, name behind a number of this uh, is why controversial I, can issues. Can I throw in one more good news? Please. Please. All right. Big thanks to our listeners. We won the uh, Stitcher, very prestigious Stitcher Award for best sports commentary. No thanks to you, Rank. No thanks to you, even Dave. Why? What and no thanks mean? to me what neither. Do you, what do you mean? Big thanks to our listeners, though. Big thanks. Why does it, 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 our success a, pain you? It's to, no, I'm giving <laughs> props to the listeners. That's all I'm doing here, guys. Big thanks to them. Big shout outs to them. Wow, Thank that's you. terrific. So this the 2012 good. Stitcher Award for Best Sports Show is that what yeah, it is? That is correct. Yes. Wow, that's wonderful. I yeah I I saw the uh, I saw the thing uh, come through on the email yeah that's fantastic news and it's and it's listener voted on so that's fantastic i give the credit to the uk the the way that the droves over there are swooning for their countrymen mm-hmm. handsome hanks effort here has really made quite a difference for us i think but yeah that's awesome that's a heady company too a eh, rank where yeah, there's a lot of big names guys like the best Nerdist com- beat the out corolla's podcast how about that i could have been a two-time champion been, yeah i want two 2013 i want two Pretty good. All right, awesome. So, all right, I have a cold, though, as you can hear. So, before Terrence Newman joins us, and we also have a blacklist to get to there, Black Tie? We do, yep. All right. Um, Go back and listen to episode 111. We were joined by Dwayne Brown, great left tackle of the Houston Texans. We kibitzed with Handsome. We talked with uh, Dan Hanzoos about the Jets mess. I cannot believe that they're starting Mark Sanchez. That seems like some, you know, Rex Ryan. They've given up. Well, now, have they given up? I mean, I, they're certainly not getting ready for the future. I feel like somebody's. Uh, you, you could go either way that Woody Johnson said, or, or uh, you know, someone up top in the Jets organization said, you have to play Sanchez here. And we're paying him too much money. The other way that that might have gone is Woody Johnson said, hey, guess what? Your job is not guaranteed. You better win out here. You need, or you need to win a bunch of games here. And in that case, I would think that Sanchez gives them a better chance in the right. short term to McElroy. Right. Oh, I mean, what, yeah. what if what if Rex actually and this this sounds a little crazy coming out of my mouth, but let's think about it. What if Rex actually isn't happy in New York and kind of wants to get himself fired? Like you expect him to be driving around the parking lot at Jets Park with the Super Bowl three trophy behind his car, <laughs> with a megaphone being like, "Joe Namath wasn't that great." <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a fun subject to dig into. Is the uh, is what's going to be it, with, yeah. with these coaching positions here, and and you know the the quarterbacks obviously are going to be moving around, but the musical chairs of those two spots in the off season is going to be compelling stuff. I don't I, I don't know that you can give the NFL credit for creating it this way. If they just, if it was just dumb luck that things have fallen this way, but for whatever reason, the NFL is the true 12 month a year sport now. I mean you it is fascinating to follow. The baseball meetings are happening right now, but yeah, are, are you are you living and dying reading that wire as much as you a I little mean, bit. I, well, you care about what happens with the halos. I care what happens, but I, but it's really going to be very as soon as the Super Bowl's over and those coaches start moving around. That's going to be fun. Then you'll start getting ready for the draft and the free agency. Then the draft. Then you'll shut it down for uh, uh, you know for a couple weeks, and you know then the summertime will be here. We'll we'll go out. We'll frolic in the sea, and then football season will be here again. I'll see you then. That's a, <laughs> the Cliff's Notes version of how Damashek spends the next eleven months of his <laughs> okay. life. But let me say this. Well, how I spent the uh, the last couple of days making a new shame report for you, Ooh. and also a new check to the future, where Rank and I jump into the future to divine for you who's going to win all the weekend's biggest games. Look at that, both of those NFL dot com slash Shaq S H E K. I also do my pick'em picks here, NFL dot com slash pick'em. 
Black tie. With no further ado, I'm going to make my 60 seconds or less picks here, which, generally speaking, are better than yours. Anyone within the sound of my voice, they shall be better than yours. Ready, set, go. It is Thursday as we record right now. Denver at the Broncos. Denver's going to win that one. Falcons at the Panthers. I'll go Falks. I am very tempted. Very tempted. You know what? I'm going to take the Panthers. Titans at Colts. Colts. Rams at the Bills. 5-6-1 Rams. They're playing well. So are the Bills, though. Not too bad. I'll go with the Bills. Chargers at the Steelers. I will take uh, the Steelers. Eagles at the Buccaneers. Buccaneers clinging to their playoff hopes. Jets at Jags. I'll go with the Jets just to bug all the Jets fans. They might win out. Chiefs at the Browns. Cleveland has been playing very good ball over the last six weeks, win or lose. I'll go with them. Cowboys at the Bengals. I'm taking the Cowboys in a uh, in a road victory. Bears at Vikings. Don't tell Terrence Newman I said that, though. Bears at uh, Vikings. I'll take the Bears. Ravens at Skins. A shootout. The Beltway Bowl. The Redskins win it. Dolphins at the Niners. 49ers need this one already. Cardinals at the Seahawks. Breathing down those Niners next. The Seahawks win at home. Saints at Giants. I think the Saints get get a a road win. A big upset there. And really jeopardize the Giants' chances of getting into the postseason. Detroit at the Packers. Packers big. Texans at Patriots. The Texans win it. And I'll say this. Stop the music. I feel like, as a, excuse my cold, but the, the, the Texans, for their franchise, this is a big-time game for them. Obviously, it is for the Patriots, too. Practically, if they lose, like I say, they're really, you know, they might end up being the fourth seed. They, could, they really could be the fourth seed and be looking at maybe the Colts, maybe the Steelers, maybe the Bengals. The Texans can salt away that top seed with a, uh, with a win. I think they desperately want to do that. I think that they are the more physical team, certainly. I think that they look to establish that fact. In a, in a game against the perennial powerhouse of the AFC, the Patriots. I think they go in there and just really pound them, but good. I think they're just going to really try and grind them with Arian Foster. Rank, how say you on that game? Do you feel, do you feel that the Texans are going to John Harbaugh this game? Meaning what? They go all out. They like it's Oh, their Super I see, Bowl. I see. I'm sorry. Um... No, I but I do think that maybe they looked ahead and that's what you maybe that's to what has been owed these sort of uh, good but not spectacular dominating victories lately. They figured, yeah, we're good. We're going to take care of business against these bum teams. Mm-hmm. It's that Patriots game that really is looming on the near horizon, and now they're here. This I would say what? This is probably the most important regular season game they've had since their first one against the Cowboys, right? Or is that too? Wow, that's a strong statement. Um, it just seems because they're yeah. so good. Yeah, maybe it is, and, um, and and either way, what it does allow them to do is that you say the John Harbaugh thing, Harbaugh gets the Ravens way too up for those Steeler games, and then it's to the team's detriment the following week. I think with the Texans that the that that uh, Kubiak and company can sell to the team. Listen, show up for this game, win this game, and then we, you know, we're on easy street till the playoffs start. I think there's a you, you can make a compelling case where we can't blow this now. We're at twelve and one. Should they end up winning that? Although it won't be that. It won't be in the bag. Assuming the Broncos win. Handsome Hank, who do you like? Patriots, Texans. I, I like the Patriots in this one actually, and I think that this is the, this is the Patriots time of year. They've got the Texans this week. They've got the Forty ers coming to New England the following weekend. I think that in two weeks' time, we're going to be talking about the Patriots as the best team in the NFL. 
Well, we're about to uh, speak with uh, cornerback uh, Terrence Newman of the Bengals. But before we get to him, something I've uh, been thinking about, I was talking to Black Tie about uh, a couple days ago, is what first place team, what team currently in first place will not be there by season's end? I think that there are three prime candidates um, for that slide there. Let's assume, obviously, speculation, but I'm assuming one of those teams is going to blow it. Which one do you think it is? I'll if if you guys have to conjure your answer. I got one. You got one. Go ahead. Yeah. Giants. The Giants feel like the Washington uh, Redskins are starting to come on pretty strong. We said that we were talking about this the other day. Their defensive secondary, which was much maligned earlier in the season, is actually starting to play a little bit better. I know maybe it might be a little bit deceiving because they play so well against Eli Manning that you know maybe. But even in the two games at home before that, they were really good about shutting down the opposing team's offense. So I think the Redskins do make a push, and with RG3, maybe part of it, too, is me wishing for RG3 to get into the playoffs and win the division because it looks like 7-9 and is going to take that division again. 9-7. and Yes, seven. Yeah, or nine and seven. <laughs> that yes. would be even yeah. worse. That would be even worse. Yeah, nine and seven. Excuse me. Philip Rivers and the <laughs> AFC West would laugh at that. Yes. Uh, I say uh, Seattle did that a couple yeah. of years ago. Um, yeah, I, I I I sort of agree with you. If you look at what the, the Giants have tough. left, the Giants really have a brutal road uh, the rest of the way here. It, it, the Saints is about as good as they have it because they have to play Denver. I mean, wait, who do? Tell me who they have again. They go. They have the Ravens, and that's on the road. They're a good road team, of course, and they play Denver, at, don't they? At uh, at Atlanta, at Baltimore to close the I'm season. I'm sorry, yeah, that's who I was thinking of. Yeah, that's right, Atlanta is who they still have to play. and um, But Atlanta, yeah, maybe they'll Oh, and have... they close at Phil- They close with Philadelphia. And that's that game's no jive either because that's the, prob- the, the likely farewell to Andy Reid game. So mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe the, the Eagles will be completely flat and no shows. But on the other hand, maybe they show up and send Reid off with uh, heightened spirit. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be worried about that game, about the Eagles. And it's a division game. You think they're going to come out flat against the yeah, hated I just, Giants? Yeah. I would just love to see the Eagles come out huge for that game. Handsome, how say you? What division, well, current division leader um, won't be there? Right now the Packers have the NFC North lead, and they're 8-4, and four, tied with the Bears. I think the Bears win that division. I, there's something about the Packers this year. They keep losing games. They shouldn't. The Bears run in. pretty easy. They have the, the Vikings this weekend. Then they play the Packers in what's going to be a key game. They got the Cardinals after that, and the Lions. Well, you you will be right if they are able to to win at home right. against the Packers. That's what that division will come down to. I'll give you my answer in a minute, but Black Tie is waving wildly behind the glass there to alert me. I assume that Terrence Newman is on the line. He oh, is on the line. Oh well, then terrific. I'd like to speak with him. A S A M P. Here he is from the uh, from the hard charge in Cincinnati Bengals, formerly of those Dallas Cowboys who will pay a visit to Cincinnati this weekend. It's Terrence Newman. What's the poop, fella? Nothing much. Is that an English accent that I heard? It yes. is. Is that all right to have an Englishman talking about our <laughs> our brand of football? Of course, Chappy. <laughs> Chappie, are you doing Lewis Gossett Jr. and Iron Eagle? Oh, no, that, that is Chappie and Iron Eagle. That's, yes. that's before your time, Terrence. How are you today? I'm good, and you? Uh, good, but not as not as good as you because you're a member of the Cincinnati Bengals that are who are playing great football of late, and uh, now your old pals from Dallas are paying a visit. What sort of emotions are going through your head this week, or is it more practical concerns like everybody hitting you up for tickets? No, it's it's neither. I mean, obviously, uh, I spent nine years of my life in there, 
in Dallas and, uh, you know, had some good memories, some bad memories, but, um, you know, it was a while ago. So my number one focus is to try to help my team win this game and, and push forward in our division and, and do, uh, you know, the big common goal, which is to win a Super Bowl. But, you know, before that can happen, we have to win some more football games and, and make the playoffs. Who has better uniforms, the Bengals or Cowboys? Oh, that's a tough question. Well, uh, the fact that we have three uniforms, I'm going to have to say us. Uh, you know, we've got uh, black jersey, white jersey, orange jersey. Uh-huh. And, you know, they pretty much have, uh, you know, two jerseys. So because we have more options, I'm going to have to say us. Can I tell you something, Terrence? I think this is maybe I'll be in the minority on this. I think the Bengals should go back to their original uniforms, the orange hats that just say the word Bengals on it. I like how that looked better than the, the stripes. How say you? Yeah, I think you might need to talk to Mike Brown and uh, and see if uh, for a throwback game, hmm. bring those babies out. Good idea. Good idea. Black tie. Get him on the line as soon as we get done here. As soon as we're done here, we'll we'll have to make that call. All right, so let's talk about that game. Um, and, and, in fact, the way the division's shaping up. I've been saying now, all of a sudden you look up, it felt like the Ravens were running away with the North and it was going to be a fight with you and the Steelers to get that wild card spot or maybe the both of you. If you look at it, have you guys talked about the fact that the Ravens are now 9 and 3? You have them the final week of the season and they have some they have three other tough games besides. Have you guys sort of looked at it and said, "Hey, guess what? We can still win this division." I don't I don't think we look at it that way. Um I think we we're, we're more in a point where we say, you know, we have to look at this week and focus on this week, win this football game, you know, worry about next week, next week, win that football game, and so on. And then, um, you know, I think if we look at it that way, that's how we got to achieve our goal. We can't look at it as uh, needing some help from another team. Um, You know, as long as we do what we can do, and that's win football games, I think everything will be okay. Um, And, you know, obviously they have games left, and and Pittsburgh has games left, so we we never know what's going to happen. But, you know, if we win games, I think everything should be okay. You get to face your former team, as we've talked about. What was your relationship like with Tony Romo, and are you looking forward to playing him this week? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to every game every week. It's always a challenge. Um, you know, and I know a lot of those guys, spent a lot of good, you know, a lot of time with those guys uh, individually. So, you know, it'll be interesting to, to be on the opposite side this time, to playing with those guys, playing, you know, against them. Uh, but it'll also be a challenge, uh, and it should be fun because – you know, I, they've got a, I think it's their top, top five in the league in passing. Um, you know, they got DeMarco back, so obviously their run game has been bolstered a little bit. They, they, they ran it pretty good last week, and you know they got some dynamic wide receivers. So obviously that's going to be a challenge in, in itself. But you know, that's that's what I'm looking for is you know week to week challenge and trying to you know trying to get our defense to play as best as we can and, and you know try to limit those guys and, and win football games. Do you go to the coaching staff and say, listen, in practice uh, back in Big D, I really did a nice job on Miles Austin, not as great a job on Desi Bryant. If, uh, if We're best off if you put me up against Miles all day long. Or vice no. versa. No. Is that a dig at me or what? You, you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> just asking, just asking. No, no. <laughs> no wondering I think, if uh, we, we face you know, some, some very, very good wide receivers this year. And uh, I think we've done a pretty good job, you know, as far as, you know, eliminating explosives and, 
and things of that nature. So, you know, Leon Hall is one of the best technical corners in the league. Um, so it's been a pleasure playing with him and, and watching him play the game the way he does. Uh, and, and Adam Jones, um, he's come in and, and he's played really, really well. He's uh, he's made strides like everybody has this season, you know, from beginning to end. So, you know, we've got quality, you know, good quality corners here. So none of us are, are have backed down. We played guys who were 6'5 last week. Um, you know, we played, uh, you know, Denver. We've got bigger receivers. So, I mean, we, we, we don't back down from anybody. You know, everybody we see as a challenge. And we know that uh, from week in to week out, we've got to handle our business to help the team win games. What do you think about uh, the buzz has really been uh, among people that are watching the AFC North closely and certainly people in Cincinnati know about your front uh, seven on that defense, specifically the defensive line. Introduce the world to the casual football fan. Talk about Geno Atkins and the rest of those fellows because I feel like they're under the radar but uh, arguably among the best in the league. I think I should start with Geno. Geno is a guy out of Georgia who, I mean, he might be my height. Uh, he's like a little pit bull. I mean, he's he's probably six foot, you know, six one at the at the tallest. But uh, you know, he's a he's a wide body guy, thick body guy. He's got an excellent first step, and it's not a whole lot of time to get a guy who's over guards who's you know, I think Geno has probably eight sacks. You know, that's that's pretty impressive for a guy who's not coming off the edge. Yeah, to have that many sacks. I mean, it's it's amazing to see some of the things that he's done. And, you know, so it's a short time. I think this is his third year in the league or fourth year in the league. So, you know, his future is definitely bright. And, you know, same as, like, with Mike Johnson. And, uh, you know, he's, he's had multiple sack games. He's played his, he's played his butt off. Uh, but those guys up front, man, they, 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 they dictate a lot that happens in our secondary. Obviously, if you don't have a, a, a great front, front group, then, you know, it's going to be long days in the secondary. And these guys, man, they come off the ball. Um, they've been stopping the run. Um, I think they had those guys limited San Diego up front, you know, to less than 50 yards rushing. So, you know, that's, that just says what we have up front. Those guys, they don't stop. They throw their ears back and they go after the quarterback. And uh, they've done a great job so far. Now, you can follow Terrence Newman at Terrence Newman1. And I noticed from your Twitter feed, you have a photo of Red Dalton wearing a Kansas State <laughs> sweatshirt. What's that all about? Yeah, we uh, that was our little bet. Um, TCU played K State, and we bet you know wearing wearing uh, some K State gear versus TCU gear. And obviously, I won the game, so I brought a K State sweatshirt to the locker room. And uh, I didn't even make him wear it the whole day. I just wanted to take a picture, put it on Twitter, and uh, obviously you can see by his face that he wasn't too happy about it. But he was a good sport about it. Well, it's, I don't think you should have let him off the hook. I think I think as a gentleman, he should have kept wearing it for the entire day, even though you gave him that pass. Yeah, well, it would have been just a team race. So I figured if I get a picture of it, I can uh, broadcast it to the world. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got and you. It would have a, a, a greater effect that way. I like it. And you know what? It's, uh, they're worse things because at least both teams wear purple. So it, it wouldn't be that bad for uh, for Andy Dalton. <laughs> TCU wears the purple. I mean, uh, uh, K-State wears the purple as well. Um, all well, right. You got the real purple. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I know, are you excited about Colin Klein? Do you feel like uh, things went the right way? Or do, do K-State and, uh, and Colin Klein belong in that title game over um, the Irish or Alabama, in your opinion? I mean, that's, that's a tough one. Uh, of course, I'm biased, 
um, I'm going to say yes, we should deserve a chance, but I think they deserve a chance also. They played their way back into it. Uh, they played the extra game, and, you know, I, I think deservedly so. They, they, you know, definitely should have a chance at it as well. But, um, you know, Stalin's played great this year, 11-1. and one. That's a big-time season. So, you know, those kids have nothing to be ashamed of, and they, they have everything to be proud of. A bunch of uh, bunch of guys who aren't five-star recruits, um, you know, just they've always been underranked, underrated, but they've always overachieved. So that's that's definitely a great thing. Yeah, amazing going up against the likes of Texas and uh, and Oklahoma and all those teams and uh, and keeping up and in fact looking better than them. Um, so uh, yeah, kudos to you as a, as an alumnus there. And looking ahead, I know you said you're taking it week to week. About uh, two three weeks ago, I looked at the way the schedule was shaking out here, and I sort of mentally highlighted your upcoming game in Heinz Field. I'd like you to know, Terrence Newman. I will be in the stands in Heinz Field there. I'll be the guy waving the uh, the gold towel over my head so you'll be able to identify me there. On December 23rd, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I feel like that game is what the playoffs come down to. What did you see when they paid you a visit? Was it Sunday night on Sunday night football? What did you see that makes you feel like the next time around we're, we, we've got their number? Well, before we get to that, I thought you'd have had a lot more pool and been on the sideline rather than stand. <laughs> um, I, I don't really know what that's about, but, uh, you know, if, if you really want to be on the sidelines, you can convert and become a Bengals fan, and well, I, well, I can do. Oh, well, oh, this is hey. a deal with the devil. Oh, I could go to the sideline. Yeah, I mean, you know, oh, Bengals, my. we take we take, take care of our people, so, you know, that's just the way it is. But, uh <laughs> Oh, my it's, it's goodness. But, do I do it, Rank? I mean, what do I do? Do I abandon my loyalties so I could get a nice – I'm not Rich Eisen. I don't get sideline passes game in and game out, you know? You're on a radio network, man. You, what are you talking about? You're supposed to have all kinds of hookups. You're right. You're right. I should. Yeah, what gives? Get right. Commissioner Goodell on the line. As soon as we'll get Mike Brown about the uniforms, <laughs> then the commissioner. We have a lot of uh, a lot of things to hash out here. Talk to Mike Tomlin. Yeah, you know what? Yes. Tomlin, then the commissioner. All right, we have a lot. Of, we're going to be here a long time. Everybody settle in. Get a pizza in here. All right, Terrence Newman, go ahead and, and uh, okay, so, how do you so feel about that game? game? Yes. Back to the game. I mean, we, we've we lost uh, – well, we, we, I think we were on a four-game losing streak, three-game losing streak early in the season, and that was one of them. Um, thought we definitely had a chance to win the game. But uh, at the end of the day, they made more plays than we did. And, you know, the fact that it was – the score ended up being what it was. I think they beat us by, uh, you know, a touchdown or four points or something. I don't know what it was. But, you know, any time that you, you're in a game, you have confidence. You might lose a game. There's no moral victories. But, you know, you still have confidence. And I think Pittsburgh and, and Baltimore have been the two dominant teams in the conference for a while, um, from, what I, from what I understand. So, you know, any time that's the fact. Every, of course, you want to try to knock off the big dogs. So, uh, you know, that's just what we're going to go after. You know, they, they understand the importance of the game. We understand the importance of the game. And, you know, I, I, I think when that game comes, it'll be a big game. Yeah, looking forward to that one. And uh, before that, you got those Cowboys like we talk about. They're all big from this point forward, uh, Terrence Newman. Best wishes starting this Sunday and going forward. Maybe the one on December 23rd aside. May, but I don't know yet. I may still get in your ear. If Mike Tomlin doesn't a- answer my questions the right way, maybe I will be on that Bengals sideline standing next to you. Well, I think we got a timeline on this gig. So, uh, 
All right. Got some decisions to make. A time <laughs> limit. I understand. I, you're, you're tough but fair, Terrence Newman. All right. Be tough uh, and not fair on uh, on Desi Bryant, Miles Austin, and the rest of the Cowboys this weekend, man. All right. We'll do what we can. All right. A pleasure to speak with you. A pleasure to meet you over the telephone. Delightful fellow, this Terrence Newman. He was well, Chuck. All right. <laughs> Boy, he's a regular James Bond, isn't he? I like that. They call uh, me 008. <laughs> one better. Nice. Um, exactly. <laughs> there he goes, Terrence Newman. Give his Twitter again there, uh, Rank. It's what was it? At Terrence Newman 1. Oh, easy to remember. Easy right. to remember. Very good. Uh, a swell fella. And you know what's weird? I, I didn't want to hold him up any longer to talk to him about this. Do you know he's uh, he, he had never been on a roller coaster oh, as a that's child? Right. Yes. Did you know that? No, I Black Tie mentioned that to us just before we started. Are you a, are you a, a roller coaster guy? Whoa, I used whoa, to be. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? You're, what? You're hijacking the blacklist right now. Oh, that's how oh, I knew it. I knew yeah, I knew yeah. you had mentioned it in some capacity. <laughs> I like <laughs> All right, fine. You want to do the bla- Oh, let me answer the question. I like that Terrence Newman. I didn't want to say it to his face, but uh, or to his ear, but uh I feel like of course that uh, you know, I'm rooting against his team in the playoff race, certainly in the AFC North race and as far as that goes, that means, I guess, that I'm hoping the Cowboys beat him. But I actually think the Cowboys are going to beat him. I appreciate that, Rank. I'm surprised you didn't booby-trap me and tell me I just picked against his team this weekend. No, no, no. I, I don't feel like that needed to be that needed to be said. No. It was, it, was a, it was a polite conversation, you know? I don't think you'd... Do I... Am I listen, if I were... I, I, I've been, uh, you know ridiculously you know lucky to to get to go and stand on NFL sidelines I was just there last Thursday at the Atlanta game really cool to be right there in the mix of, of that stuff so I don't I wouldn't go into to Heinz Field to go stand on the Bengals sideline but if I had never let's say been on a sideline or better what if I'd never been to an NFL game mm-hmm. hypothetically is that enough if the guy says hey I know you you, you know you're a lifelong Redskins fan but you know, hey, come on the Philadelphia Eagles sideline and, and we'll take good care of you. Do you turn your back on your team? Dave, I feel as though you've made an error. What? You should have said absolutely. Why? Because I could – then you I sabotage. Then, then you pull the heel uh. turn. Because in <laughs> Heinz Field is all uh, all a tizzy. They're like, how dare Dave Damashek? Yes. He turns his back on us, blah, blah, blah. And then when the big moment Wait, of the game comes – Wait, who turned his back on us? <laughs> Dave Dam what? Who? But when the time comes, when it's when there's 30 seconds left on the clock, and Red Dalton's going out there to lead his folding team, folding chair, bam! Boom, you steal his helmet. It's you, <laughs> and you and you say, I, "All along, it was our plan all along." And the Steelers put you up on their shoulders. You ride out of the Three Rivers. They Stadium. make a statue of me in Pittsburgh. They erect a statue of Damashek. Well, that would be. A, I I'll think that's crazy. a fitting thing. Okay. <laughs> How about could they put like an eight by eleven picture of me that's somewhere? About, else? Yes, that's about yes. That's at the airport right somewhere. <laughs> you would be actually it would be like the airport. It would be you. It would be the Franco catching the, Franco, the immaculate the reception catching. and the uh, father of our nation, George Washington. Yes. You don't need to know much else about Pittsburgh. That and then when you get off the plane, the first thing you will see are life size, uh, you know, like sort of uh, uh, mannequin figures or whatever you yes. call them uh, of George Washington. And Franco Harris catching the immaculate reception. I love it. And then it would be you with the metal folding chair holding Andy Dalton's helmet. <laughs> I love it. You missed it, but you blew your chance. He didn't say the book. He said the window is closing. He didn't say it's oh, closed you yet. You got to do it. Maybe we get him back on the phone. You got to do it. I don't know. I do love orange and black, too. That's, that's your, it's your you colors. Know that's my favorite color scheme for a yeah, uniform. Absolutely.
Hmm. All right, listen. I, uh, my head's spinning now. Um, but, yeah, let's get the commissioner on the line just to hash this thing out. We'll do that in just a minute. But um, meantime, to round out our conversation we started just before Newman, the division, the current division leader that will not be there anymore, I explained on episode 111 how very easily the Ravens could blow it. They go Redskins this weekend, um, Denver, Giants, and then at Cincy, all four of those games are losable. And if they lost three of those games, they they could very well not just lose the division. They might wind up out of the playoffs right. if things uh, break just so. Um, Atlanta's going to hold on. Houston's obviously going to hold on. I think San Francisco's going to hold off. Uh, the Seahawks, I don't agree about the Packers I, with, with Handsome Hank. I think the Packers are going to. Um, put that one away when they go into well, both them and the Bears are holding tight. Yeah, but if the but right, they'll have the head to head. If the Packers just beat the Bears in the head to head, then they'll doesn't make a really a difference what else happens. They'll they'll have the edge there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm with you, Rank. I think that it is the Cowboys even or the Redskins um, division. They could uh, based on what the Giants have left. The toughest game that the cow the Cowboys have to host the Steelers still. And that'll be a pivotal one for them if they want to get to the postseason. I'm inclined to agree with you, Rank. I think the Redskins have a real chance because that pistol is in the short term. You know, a, a, a whole off season, someone will solve it. They're, they're, they'll be, you know, defensive coaches. Will they though? Will they? Everything does get figured out. That but actually, what guys, the, what what's the remember stains? the Wildcat when the you oh. guys cut it sh- short? But la- that was actually a blacklist question yesterday. Is that like the new wild, Wildcat, or is it here to stay? Like I think it's here to stay if you have the right personnel. Yeah, it's a, there are uh, there aren't a bunch of RG threes laying around, but yeah, there's but there are enough quarterbacks around that can sort of uh, that, that might be able to execute that. But so listen, they'll figure it out. They'll fi- all these things. They all there's uh, that's the the so called chess match. Everything. Oh, how are we ever going to stop that? And then off season they figure it out. But in the short term, who's going to stop it? That's the question. I don't think it's going to be the Ravens with that defense. Did you see Chaz Batch eat him up? I don't think uh, I, don't, I don't think they're going to that uh, RG three is going to have much trouble with them if if that. And plus, we, Suggs is going to play, but we don't know. I mean, that defense is really diminished. Wait, there, Lewis so. might be back. That's Man. not a, that is not a an even trade. I would uh, I don't think that anyone in the Ravens organization would say they'd rather have Ray Lewis on the field than Suggs at this point. All right, let's get to the blacklist. The blacklist. Black reads current events. The blacklist. Damn a check and rank if they're coming. The blacklist. The blacklist. All right, guys. First off, the New Orleans Hornets, they're getting a new name change. Reports say starting next season, <clears throat> the team shall be known as the New Orleans Pelicans. As awful as it sounds, will this be the least intimidating team nickname in sports today? Well, let's start there. Yeah, yes, the New Orleans Hornets will become the Pelicans, and then Charlotte is going to reclaim the Hornets, which was their original franchise name. Mm-hmm. That's a Michael Jordan says he's Ooh. down for that and all that sort of they thing. They can do that? Sure. What do you mean? The Browns did it, right? Well, you mean before was, switching they kept, names? They kept their history. I mean, it would have been I, – I guess the, the water is uh, – well, you know, we've talked about this. I'm all for if the you know if if the NFL said, "Hey, LA, all right, we're giving you a franchise, a brand, a startup team. We're not right. moving a team. We're giving you a brand new team." I would think St. Louis. Forget about forget about what 
Angelino football fans would want. I would think St. Louis people would be like, yeah, you know what? The Rams, that's really theirs anyway. Let them have that back. We'll start all new. Wouldn't you want to, if you're St. Louis, say, we'll get all new jerseys, all that new marketing, all that stuff. You know, just start fresh. They should have done I know it. you had the Kurt Warner era, but it's not like it's been something that uh, you know, the, the old Hall of Fame. Can you tell the story of the NFL without this? No, you can't because of the greatest show on turf. That was a great uh, couple of years. But you could give up the Rams and start new. They're about a decade they decade too late if they should have done a franchise reset. But, right, right, but, right, right when the Texans came in to the NFL, it should have been, okay, fine. You're Houston. The, the Baltimore team is the Colts. The – St. Louis football team is the Cardinals. The Cardinals get a new name. Well, that's what I was going to say. It could get messy if you start doing all this because then St. Louis might say, all right, we want the Cardinals back now. Yeah. Give us the Cardinals. And then Arizona will say, all right, we'll become something new too. We'll be be something stupid like the Scorpions. Well, they've never had any. the Pelicans. Yeah, they've never had. Pelicans, though, let's analyze that. That's not stupid. I like that. A lot of – more people than not think it's stupid. I think it's cool. I like the Pelicans. And what is – so, Black Tie, your question is what's the least intimidating mascot? Pelicans would be up there. I'll go Penguins, you know, Pittsburgh Penguins. That's pretty pretty bad, a flightless bird. But I yeah. love it. The angry penguin on the sweater, that's cool. He's playing hockey and he's mean looking. You remember hockey. Yes, I do um, remember that. White Sox is pretty tame. Not even – they're not even dirty. You know, their their white socks are pristine. Like, oh, red, the Red Sox have coloring. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, well, like, you know, died. Kurt Schilling brought that to life. You know, their blood, their blood red. Well, At least that's tough. Catch, we know what color ketchup makes with. Oh, well, I don't know. So, but uh, what's another conversation? Where was that question when Kurt Schilling sat with we us did. last year at we the Super Bowl? We talked about that. You said it was a ketchup? I asked him if that was did real. You? Is that Remember? right? Remember, yeah. I said, come on. Let's be honest. And he goes, yeah, a lot of people ask that. Because we had actually talked about it a little bit before he sat down. And uh, we talked, and he realized I was an Angels fan. Talk about least intimidating names, Angels. Um, and we talked about it before. And I yeah, said, well, but I that means they have a connection to, to a higher power. So that does make them scare. I thought. Well, now, the Angels themselves, unless you're the – yeah, but they're powerful. Aren't angels? Don't they have magic on their side? No. And for that matter, the Orlando magic. You know, it seems like oh, that's pretty lame. But except they, if they can do a magic trick on you, then that's no good. You yeah. know, they could turn you into a frog or something. I feel like my teams have like lease and like angels. I don't find that intimidating. Lakers. Like, hey, look, we're boating enthusiasts. Everybody, fear us. <laughs> like, yeah, oh no. Bad. <laughs> yeah, Mariners sounds tougher. At least they sound. Yeah, grizzled. they're 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 tough. They've you know? experienced the sea. I feel yeah. like they'd have a trident in their hand. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I well, bat. Well, here's a an intimidating one: Knickerbockers. The Knickerbockers. They're, they're, that's well, essentially like a fancy Knicks, man from the 19th century, isn't it? But no one says that anymore. What I call them, the Knickerbockers, all the that's time. That's their team name. That's you. What about the athletics? Well, so what? People call the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the Bucks all the time. Does that mean that that doesn't count? No. The the Knickerbocker is a a fancy man from the 19th century. Wears the high white socks. He's pretty – isn't that right? Isn't that what he is? Like a gentleman, a socialite? I think that's what a Knickerbocker is. I don't think it's a tough guy. That's for sure. But athletics. We're the Oakland Athletics. 
Well, I mean, the, it's okay. lazy. That's more lazy than anything. The laziest of all team nicknames. Wait, are they not the – wait, everybody calls them the A, so they're not the Athletics anymore. <laughs> the, but that's lazy in the same way that the Nashville Predators are lazy. Like they said, what we want is something scary. Like, well, yeah, we want an animal that kills it, that eats other animals. Like, what, we could be the lions, we could be the tigers, we could be the bears. They all eat other animals. Let's just let's just cover our bases and do all of them. You know, yes, all predators, predators, all beasts that consume other animals. That's that's our team name. Same thing. Like, what are you good at? We're, we're just athletic. You know, we're the athletics. Here's the, I, here's, here's my, go go ahead. Here's one that seems like it should be intimidating, but it's not. The lightning. Why is that not? I mean, what are your odds of being struck by lightning? Uh, <laughs> like you're like yeah okay I'm afraid like your odds you know that's the not credibility of the NHL was struck down when the Lightning won a Stanley Cup about a decade <laughs> ago that was disgusting. Um, I'll tell you here's one. This is to me I've talked about it before I'm going to talk about it again now. The worst name, the least intimidating name, the lamest name in maybe in all of sport is the New Jersey or I'm sorry the Brooklyn. Nets. <laughs> we disagree on that one. The, the Nets. What is good? Hey, what? What, what if hey, you we gave du- you? Hey, you got a new basketball franchise. Congratulations. What are you guys going to call yourself? <laughs> well, we wanted to have something to do with basketball. Can we be the basketballs? No, two on the nose. Too bad. <laughs> well, we wanted to have something to do with the sport. The rims? No. Headline writers will have too much uh, fun working blue with that one. The floors? No, we don't want to get run on. The Nets? Mm, okay, I it like is it. lame. I do agree. I don't. I don't. Is what if there it. was an NFL team? What if there was an NFL s- team called the uh, the right posts? I mean, it's a, you can't do it. But you tell that to a dolphin that's gotten stuck in a net, then it takes an entirely <laughs> different turn. That you, you always keep me honest, Adam, and I appreciate that. Uh, Peta's out there protesting the name Black Tie. What do you uh, What do you say there? English Premier League, as you guys know, I'm a big soccer slash football right. fan. They have a lot of odd names. The Baggies. The, uh, New the, Zealand has like the Fighting Whites, don't they? Yeah, it's all kind of like the West Rum Baggies in the Premier League, the Newcastle Magpies. It's just really some odd names. Magpie is a crow, right? Yeah, it's some. What about a Hotspur? Tottenham Hotspur. Oh. That's all right. It's a Hotspur. It's a Hotspur. It's not Ooh. just a spur. It's been heated up. They I don't want that digging into my flesh. Well, <laughs> it's the person swinging the Hotspur. What about my Galaxy? Is that that's not intimidating? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's that's, that's try that, that's front League running. Oh, let's just claim the entire. Then we're the galaxy. What's a, so let's go to universe then. What about that? <laughs> Not fair. No, the uh, Premier League also has exact opposite to the Angels. They have the Manchester United Red Devils. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, and, well, they're also in, in here in uh, the United States where you live now, Black Tie. There's some other teams that go by Devils. Not the Red Devils though. It's the very, the very. Uh, what is with the Blue Devils? That is kind of lame. Does anybody yeah. ever break that one blue down? Devils. That they're the Blue Devils. Kind of goes against the whole nature of it. Yeah, they should be. Yeah. Right. All right. Next question Go. on the blacklist. All right. So our guest on the show, T New, Terrence Newman, as I like yeah. to call him, T New, <laughs> as you like to call him. Yeah. We go sure way. We go way that. back. Uh, he's no fan of roller coasters, as you guys <laughs> mentioned earlier. His actually his first ride in the roller coaster came when he was a member of the Cowboys, and he filmed this, put it on YouTube. You can check it out. It's a pretty crazy video where he's just screaming the whole time. So my question to you guys is: What is the most daunting roller coaster you've ever been on? Daunting? I mean, I'm going to go favorite. I'm not scared of roller coasters. The only thing I don't like at amusement parks is being spun in a perpetual circle. That makes mm-hmm. me feel sick. I don't like. I don't like those ones where you know the the 
I remember we had one called Roundup, uh, the Roundup in Pittsburgh in, at Kennywood Park, one of the great uh, real amusement parks, all like wooden roller coasters and all that kind of stuff. Oh, but wooden roller coasters are the worst. They well, no, they're oh, great. Those they, are fun. They creak no, and yeah, everything. They they're creak. great. Oh, they're fantastic. Man. But they would have you know, the, just the ones that, like I say, the ones that just spin you around, 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 around. Like it's I a do room. Get, yeah. I don't, yeah, and they're the and ones the floor, that press you against the wall. And, and the floor falls out. Not for me. I, that makes me nauseated. But, uh, but roller coasters. I really, if you, you know, that really is, I get uncontrollable laughter because I have such delight on, uh, on a roller coaster. I love it. I get, I, I get uh, giddy. I dated a girl in college who worked at Cedar Point, Sandusky, Ohio, which is like an hour away from Cleveland. That place, man, that place has some great roller coasters. The best one there is the Magnum. I'll rate that as the greatest roller coaster ride I've ever taken. Rank, how say you? I like uh, the the wimpiest roller coaster that's the most enjoyable is Space Mountain. There's nothing to it, but to me, that is one of the most enjoyable roller coasters. You don't do anything. There's, there's no high drops. There's or nothing to it, yeah. But it's a lot. I don't know why. It's so much fun. I don't like the ones that are outside and they just take you up as high as they can go and then just drop. Oh, the drop. You. Yeah, those I are don't like, like devil drop or whatever they yeah, call it. Yeah, I don't like being in those. Like, I'll do the, t- the Tower of Terror at Disneyland where you're inside in an elevator. That doesn't bother me. That's a lot of fun. But you go to the one at, like, Knott's Berry Farm or Cedar Point or anything like that where they just, it's yeah. like a free fall thing. Although at Knott's Berry Farm out here in uh, Southern California, they have something called the Wind Jammer where they take you up, but it's a swing. And it goes around and around. And because there are so many safety precautions in rides like this, they get stuck a lot because they don't want people free-falling. You you get stuck. And so one night, the thing got stuck for like eight hours, and they're interviewing people that are coming off of it. And, of course, the one lady who's like, I'm afraid of heights, my husband said, you know what? Ride this ride. This will conquer your fear. She's like, I'm never, you know. <laughs> she was up there for eight hours. That is the worst I like Terrence Newman though. That's a funny thing to be afraid of. His his career is running into gigantic <laughs> men running faster than any other human beings have ever run before. But he doesn't like the coasters. Well, Black tie. I'll say you. I have to go with uh, Alton Towers. This is actually uh, a ride in England back in my youth. It's one of those that drops straight down, but it's different. It doesn't just take you high up then drop straight down. When you get to your peak. It then flips you over, so you're facing face down Ooh, into a I black like into a black hole, and it goes really fast. Whoa. And it's whoa, it's it's scary stuff. Yeah. What's this one called again? This is called uh, Oblivion. There we go, Oblivion at Alton Towers. I don't know if it still exists, but it was one. Of the I most- love boy. I love roller coasters. I if I can get into a park when it's uh, lightly populated, that's uh, that's heaven for me. I lo- I just go on the oh, same man. coasters over and over again. That's terrific. Google that, by the way. What, what oh, I'm Black looking I at the picture. Said. Yeah, put that on the uh, site there, Black Tie. Wow, when you, when that you is put that up. NFL.com slash Sheck, S-H-E-K. That is a pretty good-looking one there. All, All right. right, Black Tie, let's bring home the week oh, here. I'd love to go on. All right, this one, uh, the NFL launched its first 30-minute animation series last week on Nicktoons. It's called NFL Rush Zone. Season How did they the not? You know, I don't have enough sway to get this terrible voice, my cartoon voice, into <laughs> an NFL-sanctioned cartoon. Hey, maybe you can. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Time out. This is the first sanctioned cartoon? Well, it's the first 30-minute show yeah well, that's right you know what black tie shame on you you don't honor the nfl 
Well, it's not 30 minutes, is it? All right, but ours is. But, but that's how they're billing it. They should have said building on. But the press release from the NFL should have said building on the on the success. raging success that has been the NFL. We've expanded now to 30 minutes with something else. But anyway, you, you know, uh, ESPN numbers never never lie. Does a piece like that too? Do I know that? Yeah, I do know that. Uh, Black tie. I was yeah. asking. That. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. I bet they know that uh, Dave Damashek does a piece and and was doing it for six months to a year before they launched theirs. All hmm, right. I'm curious. All right, Even so, though ESPN employees came up to me and said, "Hey, we love that uh, NFL that you do. We oh, love whoa. that. We love that piece." And then uh, about three weeks, six weeks later, all of a sudden, hey, look at what the ESPN has one now too. All right, go ahead now. All right, in honor of. Uh, uh, NFL Rush's own season of the Guardians. Super listener, DDFP super listener, Indy Sarah. She asks, what, what was your favorite cartoon growing up as a kid? Super Friends, period. Done and done. That's it. I mean, there were a lot of great ones, but Super Friends, you can't beat it. I like the Zan and Jaina era. It's better than uh, than the one that came before it. That's when they expand a little bit. Um, they, they they do jump the shark, though, once they get to Apache Chief and uh, Samurai Warrior. Was that his name, Samurai Warrior? Sounds correct. Samurai something or other. Yeah, that was bad. But before that, that's pretty good stuff. Um, Captain Caveman as a Saturday morning job. I, I grew up watching. I saw a fair amount of Speed Racer. The problem is with, with like, movies that... You grew up with it, you loved, and the special effects at the time seem really cool. When you go back and look at them now, you think, oh, my goodness, it's so lame looking. Like Land of the Lost. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a, a bad example. I mean, that's a great example of really, really bad stuff. But even movies that you thought at the time in 1983, wow, that's a, I can't believe they make it look that way. Now, now it's, it's like ridiculous. Terminator it looks like kids that. did it. Yeah, it looks like kids made it. Same thing. You go back and look at some cartoons and you think, how did I sit through this? Like the Flintstones, most cartoons until relatively recently, they just they move laterally. The characters just go through rooms that are never ending. Like the Flintstones live in a house that if it if you would actually construct it, it would be like 500 yards long. They just mm-hmm. walk back. They chase each other back and forth. It's a, they can't go deep into the There's no ability for depth. So anyway, Super Friends is my answer. How say you? Count it down for my top three. I like oh. Bugs Bunny. I love uh, Bugs Bunny. I thought it was I very saw a clever. Lot, but I didn't love it, but yeah, I loved it. The one uh, Rebel Rabbit or something like that. It, that's one of my favorites. I remember as a little kid thinking that was the funniest Bugs Bunny I've ever seen. So that's my number three. Number two, Scooby Doo, a fallback. Uh-huh. Really enjoyed Scooby Doo, but my favorite was the Laugh Olympics. Oh yeah, we talked about Laugh We've, Olympics. We that's brought a great this before. One, yeah, yeah that was that. a great one. Yeah, how keen. It was really Battle of the Networks. That was a great time, late 70s, because they go, they they do Battle of the Network stars. They Mm -hmm. did the superstars, which is the best athletes in the world, like real, like the stars of the NFL and baseball and everything else, competing head-to-head in in decathlon-type events. Google it. YouTube it, kids, if you don't believe me. It's it's real, and then even in the cartoon world, they had all the all stars of that on three teams competing against one another. Wonderful correct, show. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't was there an episode where the really rottens actually won? I'm positive that they I won think at least that they once. Did. I know, no, no, no. I know for a fact that they won at least once. I, I but I think multiple times, which is okay. which is something I greatly admire that yes, they that, that they, they would they actually finally have, did get yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure something happened bad at the end that made it like, oh, see, so they're still losers. But they did, in fact, win the the last okay. live. Every episode ended with one of the three teams winning. It was great. Black tie. How say you? I'll say, uh, I have to go with Looney Tunes. It was pretty awesome as well. Growing up, 
Bugs Bunny. You Daffy probably didn't Duck. get a ton. What, what did you get? Any of our kind of look at that? Why didn't I get? Because a ton? you didn't live in the U.S. And I know television is limited. Was limited certainly. It was limited <laughs> in the U.S. I can't only imagine oh. what it was like in other countries. Oh my god! Have you ever? Oh. That's offensive to you that I don't that, well, that I that my imagination. Say, Hold they, on! That Hold you on! Assume that yes. Why would it's it wrong that we assume? Okay, have well, you seen? Stuff? Don't we still make Wait, way I, more why? shows than anyone else? Yep. Hold well, on. Have you ever have you ever seen any of the Star Wars trilogy? That's a decision of mine not to watch. So you've made so it's it's not out of the realm of possibility that you might have somewhere along the way made the decision not to watch cartoons. Well, it could be. It's not because it was unavailable to me, which is what Shaq's assumption was saying. I don't think I've got, first of all I've been to Europe and I flipped around well, the channel. This was twenty years ago, but they had they had like two channels. Oh well, growing <laughs> up as a kid, I wasn't in Europe. I actually was in Nigeria. And uh, oh did. well, then I'm sure that Nigeria was a hotbed for great animated. Well, uh, once again, you're wrong. But yes, I did love the Looney Tunes growing up. Uh, saw a little bit of Pinky in the Brain. The older I got, which is pretty great. Pinky guys, in the Brain. You guys probably That's, don't know that. Now nah, you're probably younger. And then I still younger. actually watched. Plus, the- you are younger than me. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about when I, you know, I was growing up. There were yeah. five channels. So. I know, I oh, and now- by the way, nobody nobody tweet out and go like, "Hey, what about South Park?" Because that does not count. This is not part of this conversation. Yes, no. yes, yes. The Simpsons not, for me. The Simpsons for me is the best guy. show ever. Yeah. So, but yeah. don't. But that we're not talking. This. And I still watch the Justice League till today. It's pretty awesome. You ever watch Young Justice? That's pretty. good. I do watch Young Justice. I, I, That's a good. Yeah. One. Young Justice is all right. It's all. Right. I, I, I've, I'm familiar with the program. I like Transformers Prime. Maybe no, no one. Which no. one? Transformers Opt- Prime. No, that, that's I, I was a little bit too old when the Transformers first came around, so I've never really gotten into that one. All right, well, listen, I think we've accomplished a great deal. Is that the end of uh, the of the blacklist? There? That is the end of the blacklist. All right, let's yes. wrap it up. That was a good one, and I, I like those questions you that did. That was there, actually Black pretty guy. good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Big shout out to Andy Sarah for the question. She was pretty good. Oh, that's well. That Big shout out it. to the Czech Republic and the uh, the rank amateurs and Black Tie. I think it's about time you come up with your little uh, gaggle of supporters. All right, then let's turn it over. We'll get out of here in Studio sixty six. The fellows from around the league, Dan Hanzus and Mark Sessler, are on their way in here for their weekly debate club. Make sure you stay tuned for that. It's always entertaining stuff. We'll be back with more Hooey and Applesauce next week. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. And take it away, Around the League Debate Club. Welcome back to the ATL Debate Club. My name is Dan Hansis, joined as always by Mark Sessler. Dan, you're back. It's your day off and you've shown up faithfully. I am back. I'm very upset, actually. I go away for one day and we write two around the league posts on Saved by the Bell. How does this happen? Yeah, it is a sweet spot. It's a Dan Hansis sweet spot. Um, but listen, that's when you, when you uh, require time off to refresh and reload, other people are going to jump in. Yeah, that's just the way of the beast around here. I do want to talk about this. This is my favorite my favorite post of the week. Um, Has to be. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh, San Francisco 49ers coach, former Indianapolis Colts quarterback, apparently had a cameo on Say by the Bell, the new class, back in, I guess, the mid-90s, it seems. Yeah, we haven't uh, tracked down an official date, but it looks very mid-90s, doesn't it? It does. Like, Jim is dressed like an extra in Showgirls. There's there's just the general vibe. He's, he has that that white guy haircut from the mid '90s where it was kind of wavy in the front and then tight on the sides and back. And then he had he was wearing these like light colored jeans with like a zipper. The cut of the jeans was really odd. It was like the zipper was almost a foot long. 
Not you that were I was uh, staring in that area. Well, but. you know, you were a little focused on that aspect. I mean, I found it. Uh, I found it interesting. They made him com- look completely unintimidating for an NFL quarterback. Well, yeah, you're right about that. And before we go further, let's let's play the soundbite because um, the theme of the episode. And I didn't watch the new class. I know you didn't either. We watched the original, the sure. only one that mattered, sure. uh, with Zach and Slater and Jesse and the like. Um, but let's play his inspirational speech uh, to some cast members. Being famous does not make you a hero. Being a hero isn't about what you do out there on the field. It's about who you are in here. It's about helping your friends, your school, and your community. What a great definition of heroism. Very moving. And he, by the way, he plays Screech's cousin. It's very, I mean, it's very odd. Well, it's a very tenuous link. It's like they could have found a way to get him on the show without that being the case. But, you know, this is a show. By the time they got to the new class, Screech is your headliner. Right. I mean, as Greg Rosenthal, who stole my story that I should have written, but he wrote, and he did a great great job with it. Well, thank you for throwing that in. I'm upset with Greg about this for not calling me in. As Greg put, when Screech Powers, Dustin Diamond, is the headliner, when he is the first billing in the credits, something went wrong. And also, Screech is one of those guys that, you know, Dustin Diamond, some people are not supposed to get tall. You know, he was supposed to be diminutive you know right. he's supposed to be a small guy right and all of a sudden you because i lost track of this show as i got older and the new class took over uh screech is like six four well he's like a man walking around a high school still he, operating as a child what is he even doing there well i mean clearly, clearly not past the classes he needs to get out of this environment but it's no I, no he was um i think he was val victorian Val Victorian. Well, it makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, the man is obviously unable to. But move let's on get. Life. Wait, 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 wait. You mean you mean valedictorian? What do you mean? That's that's what the word is. Oh, valedictorian. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> See, I didn't win Val. I didn't win that. You didn't win Val Victorian. So anyway, uh, yeah, but you know, here's the thing with Harbaugh. I get a feeling it's the mid '90s. He's a handsome man. Uh, he's an NFL quarterback. His agent probably roped him in on this. You have to think, right? Hey, Jim, we got this great idea. He probably shows up on set having a vague idea of what Say by the Bell is, knowing, you know, Mark, Mark Paul Gosselaar and Mario Lopez and Tiffany Amber And He's thinking he's getting that cast. Right now, yeah. And then he gets these rogue, uh, you know, retreads and uh, imitation brand of the same characters. And then a, a six foot five screech, belding still there, like right. a creep. Move very, on. Yeah, very much a bizarro world. I mean, I'm not sure that he had ever watched the show, let's be honest. But, you know, he was on another – our research showed that he was on The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. as well. Harbaugh was. Yeah, some lost show back then. So there was a period where I think you're right. There was some agent play at work that said, listen, let's let's take you up a level. Right. Obviously, some misguided representation. And you And you get the feeling that he probably – because his father was a coach, correct? Correct, yeah. And the guy obviously had it in him. He's an, an excellent NFL coach. Now, I mean, maybe in the horizon as a 30-year-old looking looking ahead, maybe he didn't want to follow in his dad's footsteps. Maybe he wanted to be an actor. Well, I was thinking about that. Is there like a, a part of him that thought, this is my way out of the life that's been kind of formed for me from the beginning? I would love to ask him that. And I'd love to have him on the podcast. I'm sure he would come on and talk about all we'll, this stuff with us. We'll have him next week. Um, so that that was interesting. Well, let me ask you, I mean, because we did talk a couple weeks back about the quarterback slash actor. Yeah. 
And, you know, we we had the, the debate over whether Peyton Manning is or is not the best where Aaron Rodgers falls sure. in there. You've seen sig- a significant portion of work from Harbaugh at this point. Right. You know, he, this isn't him today, but where where would you rank him? I can't rank him very high. I mean, this isn't his fault. This is a, a trait that's run through athletes in Hollywood production for years. And he even he, – he's very stilted. His hand gestures are uncomfortable. He just – he it seems like even when he's walking, he's he's like a bad actor as a walking person. And that's never a good sign. I think the Harbaugh of today, though, would be fascinating. Uh, even maybe the Harbaugh of 10 years from now could right. become a potentially – very strong uh, villain on screen, or, or a, <laughs> just a psychotic sidekick of some sort. I will, and I will say this: he's in that commercial now. Um, I think it's a Visa commercial yeah. where the random dude comes into the locker room and gives yep. the Niners a speech, and then Harbaugh comes in and he's like, "What are you doing here?" And I remember thinking to myself as a, as I watched it, "Wow, he's pretty good." Well, he's. I mean, this is obviously. Listen, he's been practicing this going back to the mid '90s. Anything that you've been doing since the mid '90s, you're pretty good at. I th- yeah, I think you can go in a lot of directions with that, and I agree with you. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's that. Uh, what else do you want to talk about today? I mean, do, is there anything else we need to talk about about that and topic? I think what's, we'll definitely put a link to uh, the video so people can take a look and, and just like, kind of soak this in for themselves. It is. It's actually magical as, you know, Mark and I, we both kind of came of age in the 90s, and, you know, Harbaugh... Is it's like a time capsule. Just watching this all unfurl, and then you see him today, and then you see what he was, you know, back when Wonderwall was like, you know, number one hit in America. <laughs> it's a great time for us all. Okay, moving on, Mark. What to you is the biggest subplot of the NFL this week? I, mean, I think for me, the 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 game that just completely uh, kind of mesmerized me was the Monday night Redskins win over the Giants. I think it was number one. It was maybe the best Monday night game of the year. I know some people talked about Seattle and Green Bay. Oh, God, no. Never. That well, was that was thrown the out. Mo- that you, you don't think so? The, the fail Mary? Yeah. I feel like that was one of the most frustrating football experiences I've ever had as a fan. But memorable. Memorable, yes, but not necessarily a good game or something that you want to remember as a fan. It was kind of like a, a low point for the league, I thought, for over the course of many years. <laughs> no question about that. I mean, I think this this in the opposite direction was like we, it's December. You've got the Giants and Redskins, which that has not been a good oh, matchup in a long time. The Giants have kind of been up and down for the past decade, but they're always in it. The Redskins have disappeared, but now they're very clearly back at this point. Oh, they're back. And, I mean, it's like, you know, it's funny because we, ha- we talked last week to our editor, Greg Rosenthal, about the uh, Stick a Fork in Them series, which basically suggests – when we stick a fork in you, you cannot make the playoffs. Right. And we boldly, well, Greg, I should say, boldly stuck a fork in the Redskins back when Shanahan said, you know, basically, we're looking towards next year. Right. He made those comments, which were misinterpreted. They are on fire of late. Well, they had that happened at three and six. They had their bye week. Shanahan got roasted for a week for, I always thought it was a silly story, but it, the insinuation was that Shanahan had. Uh, cashed in on the season, was evaluating for next year, which I thought they kind of twisted his words. They come back from the bye. They knock out three straight division opponents. Right. Go from 3-6 and six to 6-6, six and six, including the Giants. So now what we have is it's they blew the race wide open on Monday night. Now you have the Cowboys-Redskins one game out, the Giants one game up, and in a weird place kind of. You know, I don't know what to expect from them. They had Antrell Roll, I thought, said something interesting, the Giants' safety. Um 
you know, all leading up to the game against the Redskins, there were some giants, Justin Tuck in particular, but I feel like I heard it from other places too, that, you know, this almost a hero worship of RG3. And I think everybody loves RG3, whether you're a football fan or a player. He's a dynamic talent. He's a different type of player. And he, by all accounts, is a really kind of dynamic personality. I think in some ways, and this is what Roll was getting at, was like, you know, that's good, and we respect our opponents, but I don't respect my opponent before the game. After the game is said and done, I'll give somebody props. But there was a little too much of this, you know, oh, he's such a great player. Tuck saying, I, I see him in my nightmares. It's like, just get it done. They Roll said we need to get our dog back or something along those lines, and that makes sense to me, actually. Well, it does. I mean, this is, we're talking about the world champions here that have not looked like it of late. And this, the reason the Redskins, I think, are a scary situation for any team to deal with is that it took Shanahan and company a little bit of time to figure out exactly how to make the most out of RG3 and the rest of the players. They, you know, in the two games against New York, they ran for over 450 yards. Wow. And they're running that pistol offense, and basically I, I, I think that they've finally hit their stride, and they've made wreckage of the NFC East, and I'm not sure who wants to deal with this team down the stretch. The one thing, the one caveat I will say, and I think Rudin um, on the ESPN telecast made a good point, and he said it several times, he's getting hit way too much, and he's taking big shots, RG3. And, you know, as dynamic as he is, a talent, if you have a separated shoulder or a concussion, you know, that team's done. And you he's know. not Cam Newton in terms of his stature. He's much more of a slight quarterback in sense. Well, who do you let – me, let me, from where we are right now, who wins that division? I think the Giants hold off. I think the Giants – I can't turn my back on them knowing what they're capable of. Even – listen, last week they just roasted the Packers at home. Who's It's a good team, good Packer team that has holes, but a very good team. The Giants have that in them. They're, almost, they're always just like the sleeping giant type situation. Yeah, and uh, – uh, no pun intended, I'm sure, by you there, Dan. What do you think? Well, I'm gonna, I am gonna. I go with the Giants, too. I picked them before the season to win the division, and I, and I, they scare me a little bit right now. They've played a little soft. I think it's a good, a good suggestion by their own defensive guidance. Like, what's going on in New York? But, no, I, th- I think they're going to – I think they'll pull it out. Okay. Hey, let's uh, – one last thing before yeah. we go today. Um, last week we talked about Adam Rank, who had right. been very dismissive of the ATL debate club Always. on the Dave Damshek football program, which we are on every week um, as guests. So we used the code word, or it was code words last last week. It was, what was it again? I can't it remember. It was skinny tie. Skinny tie. And why, though? Uh, it was because of a fashion accessory that Rank has really kind of uh, embraced in the past 12 to 14 months. <laughs> that with a tie clip. It's, you know, it's sharp. Rank has probably lost about 30 pounds, I'd say, in the last six months. He's looking good. We actually talked about playing basketball, uh, getting together, and he said, I won't play basketball till I get under 200. And he's just about there now. That's pretty impressive. But well, that's, yeah, go ahead. I mean, it's what's unimpressive, though, yeah. is it's very clear that Adam Rank has never listened to our show. <laughs> no. So let's call him right now. Let's this is call. Let's call him downstairs at his desk in the NFL.com newsroom and see if he picks up. I want to find out if he listened to last week's show. All right, here we go. Hello? Adam Rank. Yes. This is Dan Hansis with Mark Sessler on the ATL Debate Club. Hello, Adam. Hello, guys. What's going on? What's going on? We just wanted to uh, give you a call, see if you picked up. We we weren't sure if you uh, listened to the show last week and if you knew the code word. Of course I did. What was it? <laughs> Didn't you see me walking around with a fat tie? The ties were getting bigger and bigger. It was almost like a 70s game show host at one point. It was almost like parody ties by the end of last week. 
So I had a sneaking, I, I had a sneaking suspicion that you might have done it, but I guess you do know the code word. Then it sounds like it's pretty obvious. Wait, so were you uh, tipped off? I mean, clearly last week is the first time you'd listened to even a minute of the show. Why would you make such accusations, you know? I'm, I'm big fans of you guys, you know, if you read my like-dislike column, which will be available today on NFL.com, NFL.com slash Adam Rank, you would know that I, I'm big fans of both of yours. I, I consistently link to you guys and try to help, you know, spread spread the wealth, so to wait speak. Wait a second. So. But wait a second. And we're big fans of Adam Rank, too. But you've been very – you're on record on the Damashek uh, football program that you haven't listened. So that's all we were working off. Oh, I see. Facts. I was just being facetious. I, oh. I don't miss an episode. Well, that's awesome. Uh, we just want to thank you for that, and we're glad you picked up. If you didn't pick up, we were just going to call back next week and keep doing it until you did pick up. <laughs> I was I was tripping out because it comes up as NFL Network on my phone. And I'm like, <laughs> who? I'm like looking around the newsroom. I'm like, who could this possibly be? This is a bunch of jokers from upstairs. Who produces for you guys? Bryce. Oh, man, that must be so nice. Yeah. Hi, Ray. He's a professional. If I, you know, now knowing that this is black tie free, yes. it's going to be the most must-listen-to part of the podcast every week. <laughs> the black tie rank war is heating up. I don't think it's much of a war. Yeah. Much like the war between Coca-Cola and RC Cola isn't much of a war. <laughs> wow. Um, Adam, thank you very much for picking up the phone. And No, thanks for having me. We'll, we're going to be downstairs it. in like three or four minutes. We'll see you in like literally 100 seconds. I can't, no, no, no. I can't wait. Thank you, Adam. And, thank, uh, no, no, no. You're a hero thank you. amongst men. <laughs> right. Bye. Wow. That's it. We're out of time. Wait, it's, it's over. All right. So uh, until next week, ATL Debate Club. See you. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.